0: History History Podcast. I'm Allison and I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode number 74. Brenda Spencer, the first teen school shooter, whose reason was I don't like Mondays. I mean, who doesn't or who does like Mondays?
1: Yeah, that one.
0: (laughs) Nobody. All right. So before we get into it, let's uh, talk about some business. So who we shouting out? Jeremy for the pictures. Jeremy's a rock star. He's giving us good stuff. Russ Tate seventy seven.
1: Go follow like him. him. Go follow him.
0: Give him some lovin's on Instagram because he's the man.
1: He is the man.
0: We appreciate him for doing all of our graphics, um, all of our um, new episode content. He's knocking it out of the park. We appreciate him very much.
1: Mm-hmm. Always.
0: Yes, as always, to like, share, subscribe. Um, You can comment, uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. You can send us a voice message. You can send us an email at mysteryhistorypod at gmail.com. If you give us some love, we will shout you out on our next show. So we would love to hear from you. Yes, we would. Rachel needs some more more high fives and of boys.
1: Yep. I sure so. do. With motivation.
0: <laughs> so give her what she needs. People
1: mix externally motivated.
0: <laughs> uh, we just want to talk about our Patreon really quick. We have a $2 and a $5 tier. We have a special going on right now. If you join either tier, you receive a free sticker from us along with a really nice handwritten note and a thank you card, which I think mm-hmm. just gives it a little extra,
1: you know, very sweet. Not to mention there is a butt ton of episodes that are like backed up in there. That if you haven't, like you haven't, if you're not a Patreon, but like our patron, whatever, when you join, you gain access to all of those backdated episodes. So there's tons of things to keep you busy.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think we've got like 52 or something like that episodes saved out there. Um, We release one weekly.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of really cool topics because like there are a lot of topics that we just can't do an hour long episode on. So those Patreon episodes, you know, we get to cover some of that. Yeah. Cool stuff.
0: Yeah. I really think think that. Yeah. I think that, you know, you can. um we also have a chat option in there where you can request things and um and we like to do specials from time to time where we send you guys stickers or whatever just show our appreciation for you so um so it's i think for the money you know just general support for the show we don't get paid for this we do it on our own time everything we do we pay for ourselves so it's just it's an extra nice thing to just show support um, and then mm-hmm. we try to give you discount codes to our merch, um, and, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. so
1: Definitely.
0: if you can join, we'd appreciate you. We sure do. Talk about our discord.
1: Discord. Um, well, get on our discord and talk to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's, yeah. I mean, at the time of this recording, there has not been a lot of, um, action, out there. There's been a little, not a ton. So give us some episode ideas. Tell us what you think about, you know, the episodes that we have been doing. And then two, I mean, I know Allie's always looking for new TV shows and there's a, a section just for that to share what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're thinking about stuffs. Um, so people can talk on those kinds of topics, but also I know Allie needs new TV shows. So hell yeah.
0: I'm always down.
1: I know or, we were just talking about that. Were you saying like you're running out of stuff to watch?
0: Yeah, I finished. So, so I just started watching um, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really not a fan of them doing like three episodes at a time, and then you gotta wait. I'm really all about that instant gratification of needing to know what happened next.
1: Who is in that?
0: Nicole Kidman. Okay. Um, That's what I was thinking it was
1: then. Okay. Well,
0: and it took me a minute because I wasn't like, I didn't really know what it was about. It looked kind of like a culty kind of thing. It is very interesting. So I highly recommend it. It's very good. I've watched all the episodes that are out there patiently waiting for the next three and they left me on a cliffhanger and I'm super pissed. Like I need to know what's going on right now.
1: Unrelated, but have you watched Peaky Blinders?
0: I feel like I tried to watch an episode of that and then stopped, so maybe I need to give that another whirl.
1: Well, I've only watched like 20 minutes of the first episode, but I was like, I made a rap before I drove to go meet you for the Alanis Morissette concert. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just going to like watch something I don't care about for like 20 minutes while I eat and turns out I care a lot about Cillian Murphy's hot bod
0: oh, and no, I was like you know what? oh
1: shit I need to watch this
0: <laughs> I was for some reason when I heard that I was thinking Wayward Pines for some reason yes no PE Blinders yes I have watched that show not all of it I love him
1: Oh yeah. I'm like 20, like I said, 20 minutes in and I was like, I am going to be spending any free time I get watching this, which I have had literally none because I have not watched any more of it, but oh my gosh, he's so beautiful.
0: I have a problem <laughs> though, sometimes like understanding what they're saying. I it's watch so everything.
1: Heavy. I watch everything with subtitles on because my hearing is so shit. So <laughs> I just read. <laughs> And look, that's (laughs) That's
0: a good idea. Maybe I'll turn them on for that. I mean, mostly you can understand what they're saying, but sometimes it's an old
1: old person thing. And honestly, like I can't hear when there's background noise, like my, I don't know what it is, but like auditory wise, I can't pick out sounds. So if the TV's on and somebody's talking to me, like you have to turn the TV like way down or else I'm not hearing you at mm -hmm. all. Yeah, Um, And that's the same with like at bars or restaurants. If there's music i'm i mean i probably either i can't hear the music or i can't hear you like it's yeah. one or the other i can't it's i don't know weird but yeah i always have the subtitles on on everything now
0: that's a good idea i always forget about those
1: you get used to it too pretty quick I like, like
0: i feel like for
1: a second and then it's fine it's an old person thing but here we are
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so next thing real quick. Giveaway time, folks. It is giveaway time. Let's do it. We are going to give you a shirt if you win. Okay. Yep. If you win. So there are some stipulations here. We're going to be posting a graphic here shortly. Well, probably by now it's already been posted. Um, yeah. But if you like us on Facebook and tag three friends, that counts as a... a a raffle. Entry. Yeah, an entry. If you go to Insta and you tag three friends, there's an entry. If you share and tag us in it, that's an entry. Okay. And
1: like tag three friends that you think are going to like us, yeah. not like
0: your you grandma. Know,
1: randos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe your grandma likes us, which maybe. would be fantastic.
0: But I would love that.
1: Yeah. Bring us some, bring us some traffic people you think that might actually enjoy listening to our, our podcast.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we're kind of in a, you know, rebuilding phase, this is kind of new from what it used to be. It's the same kind of stuff, but it's, we're different. We're different. Um, and there's, there's some untapped things that people, pockets of folks that might really enjoy what we're. Throwing out, and we'd like right. them to. We need to build up our listenership. Um, yeah. so help it us took
1: a little bit of a hit there for a hot second. So, yeah. we'd like to build this back up. Plus, I want voicemails and more, you know, written things. Like yeah, you're
0: so needy, man.
1: Comments, I'm super needy. I don't even
0: care. <laughs> I'll admit it.
1: <laughs> She's so- <laughs> needy.
0: <laughs> so, so once we get, we'll, we'll be stopping the raffle on the 14th. So you have to have everything in by October 14th. We will then choose a winner on October 16th during our meetup. Um, and we'll do it hopefully a live event to announce the winner. Yep. And you will be able to pick any t-shirt that is on our website and then give us the size and we will send it to you. Okay. It's yep. yeah. Pretty good deal. Pretty easy. It
1: is. Yeah. Simple.
0: Um, And then that kind of leads us into a segue on our meetup that's happening October 16th in Galleon, Ohio, Brownella Cottage, one of the most haunted places in Ohio. We will be there investigating. Come and meet us. Come meet some ghosts and let's do this thing. We're excited. We got some Mm -hmm. people. We would love to have anybody who can attend. We would love to meet you. We would love to investigate with you. It's going to be a really fun time. Um, this is something that Rachel and I are really passionate about going to these places and seeing what there is to see. Um, especially if there's ghosts, I don't know, um, but, uh, but yeah, so this is something hopefully we can keep on, you know, keeping on with, and we'd love to meet you.
1: Yep. For sure. And this is getting close to like the end of being able to offer for people to come with us. Right. Like when this episode airs. Yep getting pretty, pretty tight schedule. So last chance, not last, pretty close to the last chance to join us. So let us know.
0: Yes. Okay. So are you ready to get into Brenda Spencer?
1: I am. I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything
0: about this. So yeah. So, um, okay. Well, why don't I start us off here? Um, okay. So I'm going to take you back to the Mm seventies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in January 29th, 1979, kids were waiting in front of Cleveland elementary school in San Diego, California, and they were waiting for the gates to be opened by their principal, Burton Ragg at 8 30 AM. While they were waiting, suddenly shots rang out across the schoolyard. Mr. Rag, a custodian, Michael Scherer, jumped into action trying to direct the children to safety and both of them were shot dead oh no people were trying to figure out where the shots were coming from it was chaos nobody knew where they were coming from and finally they found the rifle sticking out of a window of a home that was across the street from the school okay police were quickly on the scene And they really smartly moved a garbage truck in front of the window to block the shooter from being able to hit anybody else, which saved quick
1: thinking. Yeah,
0: which saved who knows how many lives. Mm -hmm. But before that occurred in 16 minutes' time, okay, it's 16 minutes, which is pretty quick for the police and, yeah. but I mean, for the police to get there and everything, like that's a bit of a
1: truck and everything. Yeah. yeah, especially, especially like in the seventies when this was not. I mean, like now, this... I feel like police are there in like two minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the time, this is like unprecedented. So, right. Yeah.
0: So in that sixteen minutes time, thirty six shots had been fired, striking eight kids, wounding a twenty eight year old officer Robert Rob in the neck. And then killing Rag the principal and Sucker the um, the custodian. Wow. Yeah.
1: Sixteen minutes is a long time. What I was saying, long time for for only thirty six shots.
0: That's true. So what that would lead me to believe is that the person was aiming.
1: Oh to yeah. To people.
0: Like yeah, they would have time to in share
1: time to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So Brenda Spencer was born April 3rd, 1962 and was 16 years old on January 29th, 1979. She was 5'2 and had bright red hair. Her parents had separated and Brenda lived with her father, Wallace Spencer across from the school. They lived in poverty and both slept on a single mattress in the living room. Does it say they that she lived a normal family life cuz I feel like now's when they normally say that. They but they, but,
0: but but before
1: <laughs> it's normally said before something nuts is said like they both slept on a single mattress in the living room.
0: Yeah, they never say that she had a normal childhood in this one surprisingly.
1: Coming out strong that her and her dad slept on a single mattress together in the living room. Yeah. Sad. Um beer and liquor bottles littered the floor. People who knew Brenda said that she had a certain hostility toward policemen and frequently talked about shooting them or doing something big to make television. That's a red flag, friends. That is that's not a normal. red flag.
0: Correct.
1: Brenda loved photography and won first prize in a Humane Society competition, but she hated school. She attended Patrick Henry High School, where her former teachers said they constantly asked her if she was awake or paying attention. In 1978, Brenda was referred to a facility to help troubled youth as she was having truancy issues, and the staff told her parents that she was suicidal. Brenda had previously been arrested for shooting out the window of Grover Cleveland Elementary Out the windows. She was shooting out the windows of grover cleveland elementary school with a bb gun and for burglary in december she had a psyche eval set up by her probation officer and it recommended brenda be admitted to a mental hospital for depression her father
0: refused to let her go yeah just read this next part and you're just going to be shook
1: Instead, for Christmas 1978, Brenda's father gave her a Ruger 1022 semi automatic caliber rifle with a or a 22 caliber rifle with a telescopic sight and 500 rounds of ammo. Happy Not Christmas, good. my mentally unstable teen. Yeah.
0: Oh, Not the God. gift to give.
1: Spencer would later say, I asked for a radio and he bought me a gun. When she was asked why he bought her a gun, she said, I feel like he wanted me to kill myself.
0: Isn't that sad? That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. There are so many
1: things to talk about in that portion that I just read. Mm-hmm. Like so many things All, like starting at sleeping on a single mattress with your father. That is effing weird. Yeah. Like that is so strange. Yes. That should not be happening. So she's a 16-year-old sleeping with her father on a single mattress has absolutely no privacy in this home obviously and something funky's going on there. Yes. Like you don't just sleep that's weird, right? That is so weird. Her dad had a drinking problem obviously if there's like bottles littered everywhere and instead of letting this girl go get help when it is professionally recommended
0: her dad said no and then buys her a gun yeah it was because he didn't want her to go because it was it cost him money to go and yeah and, and and she had a very absent mother which is a whole other problem like it's just a really bad situation for brenda like I feel like she didn't even get a chance.
1: <laughs> and then for a 16-year-old to feel like the reason why your dad bought you a gun is because he wants you to kill yourself. Like, oh Yeah. Awful. Awesome.
0: That's terrible. So let's go back to that day. So after the police had moved the garbage truck, Brenda barricaded herself inside the home for six and a half hours. So she was the one shooting. Okay? So. Yeah. She shot for 16 minutes and then barricaded Barricaded. herself for six and a half hours. Police negotiators were called in and some news reporters were calling around to different houses in the telephone book to see if they could find whoever was doing this. And one of them actually got a hold of Brenda. What? Um, Yeah, because they were everybody was just like trying to break this story. One reporter called from the San Diego Union Tribune, and they asked why Brenda did it. Brenda commented back, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. I have to go now. I shot a pig, I think, and I want to shoot some more. I'm having too much fun to surrender. So she's off her rocker. I mean, oh, obviously, she told police negotiators um, the children and adults who she shot were easy targets and she was going to come out shooting, but she never did. Brenda ended up surrendering and left the house after being promised a meal from Burger King by the negotiators. Police search happening. <laughs> it's a freaking mess, man. Police searched the house and found beer and whiskey bottles all around, but Brenda didn't appear to be drunk. Apparently earlier that morning, Brenda's father had left the house around 7 a.m. And Brenda told him that she was too sick to attend class. So the, the Brenda's victims, she shot um, Charles Cam Miller, who was nine. Christy Lynn Buell, who was nine. Mary Kathleen Clark, Clark who was eight. Monica Reese Selving, nine. Carl or Greg Carl Veneer, who was eight, Crystal Faith Hardy, 10, Audrey Stites, seven, Julie Ann Robles, 10, Burton Rag, the principal, was 53, and he was killed. Michael Sucker was the custodian, 56, who was killed. And Robert Raymond Robb, the police officer, was 28 years old. He was the one who was shot in the neck, but he lived.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is a lot to, like, think about.
0: This is my and, worst nightmare.
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. It's mine, too. And it's, like, I'm getting anxiety thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, When your kids are out of your sight. And these kids, 9, 8, 10, yeah, they're, 7. There are kids. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple years. But, yeah. And then, oh, my goodness.
0: hmm
1: I couldn't imagine, like... If my kid did get shot, even if they didn't die, just like somebody shooting my kid. Yeah. Like, oh, makes me physically ill to think about. And then too, just like her reasoning and like how completely insano she is like, it's just nuts. Comes out for Burger King.
0: Yeah. yeah well, she must they have been she probably was hungry. I mean, they didn't even have
1: cheesy tots back then. That's Not true. Worth coming out for. <laughs> During the police interrogation, Brenda said, I had no reason for it, and it was just a lot of fun. It was just like shooting ducks in a pond. They looked like a herd of cows standing around. It was really easy pickings. She said it was fun to watch the children that had red and blue ski jackets on as they made the perfect targets. Brenda said that she was on PCP pot and alcohol before the spree and had hallucinations of commandos outside her window in combat gear.
0: And she's very contradictory of herself because she says it was fun shooting them. They looked like cows. She liked the ones in the red and blue jackets. And then it was, no, I was hallucinating. And that's why, because I thought commandos were coming through the window. Like she doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of, those are two very different things. Yeah. Like one seems like you were having like ptsd or some sort of like terrible crazy trip versus like you were doing this on purpose
0: Mm -hmm. you just wanted to see kids get shot like so during their investigation into brenda's life it was apparent she lived in a neglectful and unhealthy home her parents had divorced seven years prior her mother was rarely in the picture and her vo- father obviously didn't take her mental health issues seriously. She claims that she was trying to kill herself. She said that she wasn't trying to shoot anyone in particular, but was trying to get the cops to come and shoot her. She was shooting so that's into another
1: the... contradictory thing yeah, right there. Correct.
0: She said she was just shooting in the parking lot. Um, oh, no. She said she didn't remember aiming at anyone. She said she tried to commit suicide a few times and wasn't able to finish the job. So she thought that they would. They would come and shoot her.
1: Mm -hmm. It is completely contradictory, like very back and forth.
0: Well, and this girl's 16. I mean, she's probably at 16 your emotions and your you know whatever is all crazy anyway and then to be in this home and then to have done what you just did I'm sure she was all over the place and if she was really on drugs I mean I don't know a lot in
1: 1979 Bob Geldof composed a song I don't like Mondays with his band the Boomtown Rats The song released that same year and was topped on the UK music charts within the summer of 1979. He said that Brenda's quote inspired the song. He later said in an interview that it's a very dark subject. Most people think it's just a song about having a hangover and not wanting to go to work. He doesn't mention Brenda by name in the song, but says, and nobody's going to go to school today. She's going to make them stay home. Brenda wrote to Bob from prison and he said, she wrote to me saying she was glad she'd done it because I made her famous, which is not a good thing to live with.
0: Yeah. So I, I heard, I didn't see this, but I heard that this was in the UK and they actually tried to ban it in the U S because it was supposed to be about this, you know, yeah. shooting. So April fourth, nineteen eighty, Brenda was tried as an adult in court. She pleaded guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon. So, in order for her to plead, they they did like a deal. So, if she pleaded guilty, they would drop uh, all of the assaults. They were going to charge her with attempted murder on all of those kids that she shot. But Mm -hmm. if she pleaded to the two counts of murder, they would drop it down to assault with a deadly weapon. Not that it really mattered because she was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison um, when she was just 18. So Brenda has been up for parole in 1993, 2001, 2005, 2018 and 2020. And all the requests have been denied for her to get parole.
1: So at this point, she's served 40 years.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: So does that mean that they think that she's not mentally stable and she could still harm people then?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they, and I think we talk about this a little later, but they believe, and I, and I think that a lot of the people who were affected and we'll, I believe I have a quote from one of the um, young boys who were shot a lot of people whose lives were affected that day come and say how much like her actions had hurt and changed their lives and all of the stuff that they have to. So they're very vigilant about like keeping up with her parole hearings to make sure that Mm -hmm. she doesn't get out.
1: Good. Yeah. In her 2001 parole hearing, Brenda accused her father of physically and sexually abusing her and said he forced her to share a bed with him. Her father denied all of the accusations, but her father was a bit of an oddball. He actually married one of Brenda's 17-year-old prison cellmates and brought her to live in the house where Brenda shot up the school. They later had a daughter together. She also said that she feels bad whenever there is a school shooting, like she led the way and showed other kids how to commit murder. That
0: was Brenda's, because she was the first school school shooter. Yeah. Yeah. So even weirder still, the cellmate that was Brenda's that her dad married looked very much like Brenda. Very much. Even to the point where local police officers believed that Brenda was released early from prison because they saw this girl in the house. Um, Like, that's gross. Uh. So Brenda, um, her mother Dot suspected her and this just shows like what a piece of shit these people are she claimed that she suspected the father of having an unhealthy relationship with Brenda but Dot couldn't afford a lawyer at the time to fight for custody so that's why nothing happened because she couldn't fight I'm sorry but that's not how that works that is not how that works no and she's a piece of shit still
1: it still doesn't work great I'll tell you that but that's not, that's not the end of your line or your row of options. I would love to know what, you know, it's hard for me to say that too, because like, I don't know what things were like in the seventies. I wasn't around and the way things work now, not okay. No, I will tell you from personal experience that they are not okay. And the way our justice system works and the way getting children out of dangerous situations work, it's, way harder than it should be. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of a mess.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you have to have options outside of just saying, I can't afford a lawyer. Good day.
0: And most of the time, like, and I know that this isn't always fair, but most of the time in Ohio anyway,
1: They go to the, mom. they go to
0: the mom. So, and, and Brenda was 16. I mean, at that point, you're old enough to make a decision yourself on where you would like to go.
1: You just have to get into the court. I mean, I don't know what their financial situation was and I know it's expensive, but like, that's ridiculous. And a lot of lawyers do pro bono work. I mean, there are options. There are options. Yes. And if I ever thought somebody was messing with my kid. They'd be dead. Oh, yeah, they would definitely be dead. I mean, I don't care what's going on. I can't afford a lawyer. I don't need one because I murdered you.
0: Right. (laughs) Then I'll get a public defender. Oh, yeah. right. And
1: that's for free. (laughs)
0: Yep. So um, Wallace Spencer died in 2016, and he was still living in the same house on Lake Atlin Avenue where the shooting took place. And he denied. That's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. But he denied from the day that he died that he didn't touch her or anything, but he doesn't make it look great.
1: Yeah. He doesn't have a really good case for that. If you had your 16 year old sleeping in the same single bed as you, then you were definitely touching her. Yes. Like. Definitely. What the, what the F. Yeah. And it's weird to me too, that, I mean, I guess not because he's obviously so messed up, but like any normal person would move.
0: Uh, yeah. Like, like I don't no matter think I what, could. Yeah.
1: You're not going to stay there. Like, and, that's just... and
0: all the neighbor, like, I don't know. It'd just be yeah, not good.
1: Everybody knows where you're at mm-hmm. like reporters and like all your neighbors and people seeing you probably like bring up bad memories. Like I would just want to get out of there.
0: Well, like... And I don't, I didn't notate this in any of the notes, Um, but there is a documentary that I watched on, Um, prime Amazon prime. And it's called, I don't like Mondays. It's about Brenda Spencer. It goes through all of these parole hearings and the father was actually interviewed and he very much did not want to be in the public. eye, did not want to be interviewed. They interviewed her mother and her father. And it's just they're even more still, you can tell that they're just pieces of garbage. Like they are just pieces of shit mm-hmm. and Bad people. Yeah. Bad. And they interview Brenda and it's just, it's a really good kind of dive into all of it. So mm-hmm. I that recommend shows, that
1: like, the failings of our systems mm-hmm. and yep. why we need to do better. I mean,
0: There is plenty of room for us to do way better.
1: Yeah. So every parole hearing, someone comes who lives, who is alive, that was scarred by Brenda's actions on that day so long ago. Cam Spencer was seven years old when Brenda shot him in the back. While in the ambulance, it made a sharp turn and the dead body of the school caretaker rolled on top of him.
0: That's terrible.
1: He said he would have nightmares about Spencer where she popped out of the bathtub to kill him. And even as an adult, he fears leaving his back exposed while out in public. Brenda's public defender continues to believe that she would never reoffend.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, all in, they interviewed, um, in that documentary, the daughter and wife of the principal, and, like they are so angry. and she's like, "I will make sure that she never sees the light of day because my dad didn't have a choice. and like and and that's how you would feel. I mean, yeah, there was especially there was no reason her father didn't do anything to Brenda like and they say, and I don't think I notate it, but they that she shot the two men and killed them because they it was like killing her father, you know, yeah, so. Um, in t- 2009, Brenda had a parole hearing, and this is an excerpt actually from the um, from the the parole hearing. This explains why the events unfolded the way that they did. Um, she said. There are many factors that could have led up to my crimes, such as sexual abuse, physical abuse, depression, verbal abuse, neglect, problems in school, drugs, and alcohol, sexual abuse. When I was nine years old, my father started touching me and fondling me. I had to sleep in the same bed with him, and almost every night he would do something. He would tell me it was all right, and that this would confuse me, because at school, they told us that it was wrong. It created quite a turmoil inside me. How and why would my father, who was supposed to take care of me and watch over me, do things that that were so wrong to me? Really messed up my head. While I have been locked up, I have talked, um, taking groups such as adult su- survivors of abuse, a lifers group on abuse, and therapy with the f- psychiatrist and psychologist, and try to understand what happened. Also. As one of the steps in the group, I confronted my father about the abuse. He finally admitted to me that, that he had done it and why, even though he never publicly did this, mm-hmm. um, which is probably the best I can hope for. Me and my father have come to oh, terms you with... you
1: skipped. You skipped. He apologized oh, He apologized to me for what he had done, which is probably the best I can hope for.
0: Yes. Sorry. Thank you. Um, Me and my father have come to terms with the past. I know now that I'm an adult and I don't have to accept abuse from him or anyone else anymore. I can speak my mind and say the abuse was wrong. If it were to try to continue, I could just leave. I'm no longer dependent on my father for everything. I can stand on my own physical abuse when I was young, every time my father got angry, I would get beat. He would smack me in the face, kick me, and shove me around. My older brother would also smack me around and grab me by the throat and toss me around. It was my brother's way of playing. Their anger is in play scared me, so I would do everything I could to stay out of their way. I used to hide from the both them both in a little fort-like place I made out in the garage. Sometimes I stayed out there for days on end. It was the only place I felt safe. Neither one of them could get inside. Now, through the self-esteem groups and the CODA groups, I know I don't have to be anyone's punching bag. As a person, I matter. I'm more secure in myself as a person. And after living with the anger of my father and brother, I'm extremely anti-violence because of my committing offense and all the damage it has done to everyone. I'm extremely anti-violence, anti-violence, depression from a young age, about 10 years old. I have suffered from depression. Some of it was caused by all the turmoil going on in my home. Some of it probably genetic. My father had been treated for depression. Also, I was never placed on any medication for it until I was incarcerated a month prior to my crime. I was taken to a psychiatrist and his recommendation was that i be hospitalized because I was a danger to myself and possibly others. I was suicidally depressed and had numerous suicide attempts prior to my crimes, all failures you want to continue from there
1: yeah the weekend prior to my crime i had overdosed from drugs but i woke up from them i had failed once again i tried to commit suicide because my life was more than i could bear and i never saw it but getting any better with all the failures i felt like i was such a loser i couldn't even kill myself right it only made the depression worse and i had no one i could turn to for help Now, after groups and coping with depression, therapy, reading, self-help books, and medication, my outlook on life is drastically different. I know now where my depression comes from and that it is not something I can't heal from. I know there are people willing to help me with this problem, and I know how to contact them. I know not to give up looking for help if I need it, and I know the medication works, and I'm prepared to take it for the rest of my life. If it works, why would I stop it? Verbal abuse. My father, brother, and sister all verbally abused me, constantly telling me I was a piece of shit who would never amount to anything. They would go on and on about what a loser I was and always would be. Not all at once, but whenever one would get mad at, about me being there in the room when they wanted to do something, they would constantly tell me I was never going to amount to anything. This was an almost constant, everyday, all-day thing. The only way to get away from it was to hide from them or leave. Their words were devastating to me. They wore my spirit down, and I started believing what they were saying. My self-esteem and self-worth were in the dirt. Now, through groups and therapy, my self-esteem and self-worth don't rely on other people's opinions. I have dealt with the put-downs and name-calling and verbal harassment over my crime for 30 years now, and I've learned to deal with it in an adult manner. My self-esteem and self-worth come from my inner strength, not on what other people say. Neglect. I was neglected by my mother and father, my mother by being emotionally distant and my father in my day-to-day care. I was pretty much left to fend for myself. I had to cook my own meals every day from the age of eight. I was what they used to call a latchkey kid. I made my breakfast every morning and got myself off to school. I came home from school to an empty house every day. I didn't mind the empty house because everyone was abusive when they were there. It was quiet, but it was still neglect. I did my own laundry. I did everything for myself. Even when I was sick, I took care of myself. I know now that most households aren't like this. Most households, the children are taken care of by the parents. They don't have to take care of themselves. One thing I learned from growing up that way was how to take care of myself. I know how to provide for myself. I have no worries that even though it will be hard, if I'm ever allowed to parole, I will be able to provide and take care of myself. Problems at school. I wasn't the cleanest, most well-taken-care-of kid for my age. I got picked on constantly about my looks, my clothes. I wore torn up and dirty clothes to school. I was very small for my age also and very quiet. I guess I was just an easy target when I was young. Having red hair didn't help. Redheads are horribly teased by all the kids. Now, I don't let other people control how I see myself. There will always be bullies in the world, but I don't have to let them control my life. I am secure in myself. If the bully won't listen to reason, I just leave the area. Fighting doesn't get either one of you anywhere. Drugs and alcohol. I started using drugs and alcohol at 12 years old. It was easy to get the drugs at school, and I would get the money for them by shoplifting and then selling what I shoplifted. It's amazing what a kid could walk out of a store with 30 years ago. I used drugs and alcohol as an escape from all the craziness at home. They made it so I didn't have to think or feel. When I was drunk or high, I didn't feel any pain emotionally or physically. My father used to buy me beer every week, and it was just really easy to get everything as often as I could. I used the drugs and alcohol. I didn't want to think or feel anything. Now, through AA, NA, and group therapy, I know that all I was doing was self-medicating the depression and trying to escape all my problems. I don't need the drugs and alcohol anymore. I've been clean and sober for 30 years now not just because I'm locked up, because I choose to be. All that stuff is available in here in prison. I just choose not to deal with my problems that way. If I have a problem, I talk about it and get help from therapists or people who have been through what I might be having a problem with. When or if I get a second chance, I hope to get a sponsor through AA. I know drugs and alcohol aren't the answer to anything. They only bring a whole new set of problems I don't want to live my life under the influence. I want to be able to think and feel clearly at all times. Drugs and alcohol just aren't an option for me. I have no desire to use them. And even when I'm under stress, I know any one of these things could have brought me to prison, but the combination of all of them together made it more definite. I had already been arrested for shoplifting and breaking and entering. So I knew prison was in my future. I just didn't think it was going to be for a crime as horrible as this one. I've grown up a lot through the years. I'm no longer the crazy mixed up kid on drugs. I've become a responsible adult, one that is trusted and relied on by staff and inmates alike. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: And it's very like, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't stop what had Happened. occurred or yeah. the two people that she killed. Um, Twelve but years think,
1: old is really young.
0: Yeah, I they think start
1: using drugs and alcohol.
0: I think it was definitely a, a combination of shit.
1: I say it's really young, but like, how old were we? Fourteen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But not twelve.
1: Yeah, and nobody was buying as well our parents weren't buying us beer
0: no and, and we didn't we live in that kind of condition no no yeah no. no and we didn't have to take care of ourselves when we were eight like no
1: yeah I mean there's obviously a lot of things in this situation that
0: yeah yeah I mean it's the same it's just a really shitty thing for everyone just for everyone I can't um, imagine
1: being young that young and having to take care of myself like that, on yeah, top of, like, how scary all the other things like
0: oh, I mean, yeah. and if they didn't deny her or if they denied her parole in two thousand and nine after that very thought out thing, they're never gonna let her out, like mm-hmm. she's never gonna get out, but, but Brenda, I feel like is kind of flourishing in prison, so she's been behind bars at the California Institute for women. She's kept busy. So she learned Latin and she's learning all kinds of things. She hopes that in the event that she's ever released from prison, she wants to be a forklift driver. Last year, an article was published by the Daily Mail that announced Brenda Spencer was inducted into the Golden Girls Club at age 57, which I didn't even know was a thing at the California Institute for Women. this What is inst-
1: the Golden Girls Club? I like I Golden Girls. Okay. I won't tell
0: you. I won't tell you. The Institute houses 1,800 prisoners and affords special privileges to those who voluntarily join the Golden Girl program once they turn 55. This program addresses emotional and physical needs of its older population, so they get perks like they get front-of-the-line passes for meals and medication lines. They're authorized to eat in specific dining rooms that are located closer closer to their housing unit. They get two pillows, two blankets, two mattresses, and have first dibs on the bottom bunk, regardless. So it's like AARP. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> She's getting all them discounts, girl. Yeah, so all the um, perks. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're trying to cater to those. And, and it seems like I haven't, I didn't come across anything where she ran into any issues while in prison. She's been an inmate that has been on good behavior. Um, So she was supposed to have a parole hearing this month, September, 2021, but she actually waived her right to that hearing. So her next hearing isn't supposed to take place until September 9th, 2022. Um. And I just think that, I mean, at that age, being in there that long, she's grown up and lived in prison. Like
1: I know how hard would that be to
0: some people though, couldn't deal with getting out. That
1: reminds me of Shawshank. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yep. So I had to go to, a. I had to go to a lot of different places, um, for all of this information. <laughs> um to cite my sources really quick, I went to Wiki, the Daily Beast, Murderpedia, Sd Policemuseum.com, timeline, um stmu scholars.org, crime in my pocket.com, dailymail.com, murderhistorian.blogspot. And there's also, um, a link it's on school shooters.info where you can get the parole hearing statements where we read the excerpt from, um, Hmm. from her. So I don't know. So she was the first one. Bad. Yeah. And then just an, not really an honorable mention, a dishonorable mention, I suppose, um, is that a few years after this, there was another school shooting that took place at another school, um, in San Francisco, I believe that also had the same name, the Cleveland school that she shot up. So some people think that it was like a copycat situation. Um, so, so yeah, she was the first, um, school shooter.
1: It's crazy that she was the first school sh- shooter and there was not like school shooters before that. And now there's like school shootings, like almost yeah. every
0: day. That's why I was wanting to, um, let's see, let's just Google how many school shootings in America. This year
1: is going to be different, but I remember I looked it up pre-COVID. I mean, I'm sure it's different this year and the last year because of school not being in session, but I remember like reading something where it basically said like there was almost a school shooting every single day. Like if you laid them all out
0: on like this edweek.org has a school shooting like list. And there are school shootings that we don't even hear about. Like one happened on 9-1.
1: Oh, yeah, there is. I mean. Because they happen so often that they're no longer like national news. Like it's not. People, I mean, like I said, it's not national news anymore.
0: Yeah, there was 280 school shootings in the United States since 2019. But I don't know when this was posted
1: which that, like I said, is not that many. So if you looked up, like, I don't know, let's just do like school shootings in
0: 2018.
1: Yeah. Like, I know we probably should not be doing this like while we're on here. I know
0: I should have listed that. That was the worst year.
1: Typey, typey, typey. It says, 2018
0: yeah it was the worst year on bbc it says 113 people have been killed or injured in school shootings in the united states in 2018
1: there was only 24 school shootings which is not a lot and that lines up like it says 114 Mm -hmm. people killed or injured
0: yeah I mean, that's way too many, though. Still,
1: it is way too many. But I swear something I saw was like 300 something for like the the, for the year. And I was like, oh, my freaking God, like that is insane.
0: Yeah. That is like my worst nightmare.
1: It's terrifying. It's terrifying to think like and, you know, this is not a problem everywhere. You know, like this is not something that is a problem everywhere. So, yeah. not to open a can of worms, but somebody needs to figure this shit out.
0: Yeah, they really <laughs> like,
1: do. Like, it's insane. But, I don't know. It's awful. And it's interesting that it started, like, she was the first one. Like, that's just interesting that that's where that started.
0: Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really any maliciousness towards, I mean, it was like, more in- a family issues. Yeah
1: it's weird because yeah right now it's normally like somebody's bullied or like has a really hard home life and they're bullied and they come into school and like they're taking it out on kids in the school that were like around not like the elementary school across the street from where we live.
0: Right yeah and those kids were considerably I mean
1: way younger. Way younger so Um, yeah yeah
0: that's a sad situation for everybody i feel like Mm -hmm,
1: for sure it is
0: all right well you got anything else to add about brenda spencer
1: i don't think so she needed some good parents on her it's too bad
0: yeah it is she'll never see the light of day
1: well and it's just sad like like you said, like she spent her whole life there now. Like she went in there so early. She's been there for so long. Like even if you're rehabilitated, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. put let you out after you've aged there for so long.
0: Plus and she's a golden girl now. So she's got all them privileges. Yeah. she those
1: two mattresses. I ain't going anywhere.
0: Right. She good.
1: I, mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's a lot. And like, she was so young. Yep when she went in to be tried as an adult too, I don't know. I'm sure that case was very like unprecedented at the time because that's the first time that this had happened. So yeah. And just like how like crazy she was talking about reasoning and like what she was doing. And I don't know, it's nuts.
0: Yeah. I would but highly recommend that uh, documentary. I don't like Mondays on Amazon prime. It was a good one. And it really dug in deep to like seeing her family and like,
1: I have a lot of interviews with her when it happened?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got old. Yeah. It's got the old footage and then it's got new footage. I think it was like, it was done in like 2001. I want to say, but it's, it's really good. So
1: yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, we hope y'all have a good week and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.